0: From Relay FM, this is The Pen Addict, episode 132. This episode of The Pen Addict is brought to you by Mass Drop, an online community for enthusiasts of all kinds. Harry's, an exceptional shave at a fraction of the price, and Pen Chalet. Great deals on high quality pens of a 100% satisfaction guarantee. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined, as always, by The Pen Addict, Mr. Brad Dowdy.
1: Hey, Mike, how's it going?
0: Very good, sir. Very good. How are you?
1: Very good. Very good. I um, do you do you listen back to our
0: show? Um, I, my
1: my guess would be no.
0: No, I don't. I I don't listen back. I I, I tend not to listen back to anything really unless there's okay. a specific reason, either somebody tells me I should, or there's something has happened in an episode that I was particularly proud of. Right? <laughs> like yeah. I I have listened back to episodes of this show. But I don't, I don't habitually listen back to
1: episodes sure, of Sure, sure. So I usually listen, I'd say I listen probably 90% of the time. Sometimes if i run out of time, I, I don't listen back to it. But I listened back to last week's episode with uh, Brian Goulet. Mm-hmm. I love that episode. That was a really fun episode. So it I, I like want to just thank Brian time. again. Yeah, yeah. You can kind of feel it at the time that, okay, this is going to be a good episode. And we've gotten a lot of good feedback on that episode so I just wanted to uh say everyone thank you for the feedback and thank you to Brian Goulet for uh for joining us and uh it was uh I enjoyed listening back to it again and caught some of the things that um you know you don't catch when you're you're actually working on a recording a show instead of listening to yourself record a show so it was good um we we did a good job
0: <laughs> you did a good Prop, job so I saw somebody say on twitter this week which was quite funny <laughs> Uh, I know what you're gonna say <laughs> when you said there was no guest, and they were like, "Great, Mike will be back." <laughs> I la- I felt
1: bad. I I did feel bad. Why? I don't know. I so I went back and lesson, listened. Listen when I I'd read that before I listened to the uh, last week's episode. I was like, okay, Mike was Mike. Mike talked enough in this one. I was like, I don't feel too guilty. Like I don't like Mike sitting back there quiet and, and um.
0: That is my and, choice uh, though. Like so, when we have guests, I mean, like I I don't know I. I don't know if people would assume this but when we have guests I let you run yes. the episode yes. I like to just sit back and listen um it's it's nice because I don't ever get to do that mm-hmm. um so that's actually when I listen to the show is when yeah. we have guests because plus you you're a lot um you are a lot better at interviewing the guests we have on this show than I am because well, yeah, you means. have a you have a greater knowledge of the of the products and and things like that than I do so yeah
1: but you've you, gotten so Good at this, you just chime in perfectly and and uh, elaborate on some of those topics. So anyway, I thought it was good, but I saw that exact tweet you were talking about, and I, I got a laugh out of that. I forget who sent that, but it was funny. Yeah. All right. So the this week we got we have a bunch of a uh, bunch of random topics, bunch of topics I got off Twitter, and some interesting things um, to to go through. And one was something I went through uh, yesterday, Mike, on this new Field Notes edition. I punted this edition and do you know what that means in the the american lexicon
0: well if i if i know what it means exactly it means you took it into the garden and kicked it and very very far
1: essentially yeah so i i started an ambition edition and i essentially i gave up on it um before finishing it um and i posted this on the field notes field notes board and um you know, most people thought I was crazy. Some people agreed in and, and, and that. But have you ever, has there ever been an edition where you've just like, I, I can't use this any longer? And that's what I ended up yeah. finding out with this, with this edition. I don't know what it is. It's such a beautiful edition. I, I think it was maybe the ivory paper was getting to me. And I don't know, I just, I was not enjoying writing in it. So when it got to that point where I wasn't enjoying writing in it, I didn't want to write in it. Well, that's kind of a problem because... I need to write in it and there's things I need to note down, but I was kind of like, every time I would bring it out, I'd be like, oh, okay, ambition edition. <sighs> and oh, that's then, so, a I, shame. I, so I just said, forget it and uh, threw it in the stash and just picked up a, a new fresh notebook, um, which I went with the day game, the, the white cover with the red one, which is a Ooh, great one.
0: Gotta be running low a, on those now. There yeah,
1: I, yeah, I've got one or two left after this one that I just started. Um, but yeah, have you have you ever found an edition? Yeah. Have you ever started an edition that you just could not finish? A She's couple, like, I'm done.
0: A couple yeah. actually. Uh, American Tradesman. Hmm. I can't do it. Yeah, um, you
1: made the uh, wait. America the Beautiful or the?
0: No, no. American Tradesman's the oh, legend, oh.
1: right? Yeah, traveling salesman.
0: Traveling salesman. Yeah, yes. brown with the green paper. I Amer- can understand that. American Tradesman the beautiful blue corrugated.
1: It's, it's oh. one of the, oh yeah. That's
0: I actually don't know if I have any of those. I think I do. I think I had one at least. I I know I had one. Yeah, that's a beautiful set. Um, Yeah, no, it's uh, The Traveling Salesman. I don't like The Traveling Salesman. Um, And the gradient ones, what were they called? Yes. Cold Horizon?
1: Cold Horizon.
0: I think I did finish it, but begrudgingly. I I did not enjoy writing in in those. Now, I've seen a lot of uh, uh, people, including Stephen, um, say that the cover is what bothers them. I like the way the cover cracks. Mm-hmm. the paper it feels like i'm writing on glass yeah it's a little didn't like that paper it's
1: almost like it's coated so yeah that one came up repeatedly in the um in the discussion yesterday about yeah. my post about stopping every uh so many people said yeah cold horizon was the one where i just stopped and that was one where that i finished begrudgingly i did uh i finished up one uh one book and it was i forced myself to finish it so um yeah, so I I thought that was interesting. I was just curious if there was any others that you had just, you know, I can't finish this and just uh, time to move on to something else. So, so I I've got uh, two sealed packs of ambition. I'll just leave stashed away. I'd given away another three pack to a friend here in town, um, and then uh, I have one uh, ledger book. I'm going to ship off to someone in the uh, Facebook group. So yeah, I've yeah, not
0: I, I've not cracked mine open. I'm probably yeah. going to give out. The like uh, Imparts, one of the packs. Mm-hmm. As my girlfriend, I told her about it. We we were, she she is a paper planner person. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a book book company, not book company, a bookstore called Waterstones in the UK.
1: Sure, I've heard you talk about that.
0: And every year, she buys a planner from Waterstones. Um It's just a thing she, that she likes to do.
1: Is she a Philofax person, like specifically the brand
0: Philofax? No, no, it's just okay. purely that's, just a like a date planner. Okay, because
1: that's. Philofaxes are big all over the world, but I I don't know if they originated in Britain, but they're huge, huge in the UK for yeah. some reason. Yeah, they I, really
0: are. I had one when I was a kid. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um, so, someone can tell me in the in the chat room if that's a British company or or originated from there. So,
0: because they make they make kids editions of Philofaxes. Yeah. Um, in certain certain themes, but yeah. So uh, I mentioned to her that there was a a day planner basically and she was very she was very interested in it and I said I'd give it to her because I wasn't gonna use it yeah um so yeah and then we were talking about i i my uh my color subscription has run out hmm um and I don't know what to do yet yeah i i I will most likely refresh it, but I'll probably yeah. wait to refresh for when the next uh the next books come up
1: next one comes out yeah you have to do it. You have to wait until they announce the next one to renew it.
0: Yeah, because they sent me an email to tell weird. me to renew <laughs> and said you'll yeah. be starting with the ambition. I'm like, well, that'd be wasted right. then, wouldn't it? Because I just, yep. I, I just got it. <laughs> yep. So, yep. Yeah, yeah. They should let cool. you renew now for the next one. I think there is a period of time where if you start one, I think maybe after the current edition sells out, you mm-hmm. start it and it starts with the next.
1: Yeah, but they're not selling out. um Are anymore.
0: they not? Mm-mm. I mean, yeah, not I guess so. not
1: not right. Not you know, not in the first few weeks or so. Yeah. They're usually not. They're rarely sell, they're, they'll sell out, but usually not before the next one's announced.
0: Unexposed so, uh, sold out, which is a big surprise.
1: Yeah, See, I would I love not that have expected that. I would have gone right back to the. Uh, I was about to go. But the choices after I, I punted on this ambition edition was get a, grab another unexposed because I really like those. Um, but then I had these uh day games sitting there, so I went for that. So the chat chat room came through uh Mikey Reak and and Cory Bender. Um it the fax company was founded in London in nineteen twenty one. So makes okay. sense.
0: Makes I think sense. uh the, there's a bunch of retailers that have unexposed still. Uh like Oh I oh yeah. Jet Jetpen. Pens actually still have arts and sciences in stock.
1: Yep, I saw that because they were pushing them uh for uh, like a Christmas thing, which I thought was a good idea. That was one my Christmas list for uh, to give to people. So I need to check some um, UK
0: dealers now to see if they have our awesome mm-hmm. sciences.
1: So I wanna I wanna talk about the monarchy a little more, Mike. Um how'd your week get customs go?
0: Oh man. <laughs> so oh, so I think the day after we spoke I got my little card from the customs people. And mm-hmm. it was like, Oh, you owe twenty pounds. And then I was really upset about it, you know, and it is an eight pounds admin fee, you know, just yeah. For the for like, opening your for opening, opening your it. package. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, like I understand why it's there. It's it's VAT or whatever, but it really annoys me. It it's like how dare you? Like you've got nothing to do with this. Like why are you inserting yourself in this process? Like it's just it really, really, really annoys me that that I have to pay. Like I I don't know why. Like I know I know why, but it really, really annoys me that I have to do it. <laughs> so I did that fine, and then I got another letter. And it so it turns out that that that, that twenty pound customs was for my Relay FM merchandise. <laughs> don't worry if you're buying stuff from us, by the way. I bought like I bought three t shirts and four, like three sticker packs. My order was like well over like a hundred and something dollars. It might have been like hundred and fifty dollars or something like that. Um, I
1: like how you pay for your own merchandise.
0: Yeah, it's funny that, isn't it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And no, don't, you don't get nothing for free around here. I tell you <laughs> that.
1: These guys who run this place are terrible
0: no nothing for free <laughs> not in these not in these parts mm. so, uh, yeah, so i yeah so i bought a bunch, so you know that's kind of why that sent me back and so then I got another letter and this this was for the topo bag and uh, I've got it here actually so I can tell you the exact amount of money <laughs> forty two pounds and fifty one pence God. so it's it's another like sixty five seventy dollars it's, it's mind-boggling. It's so expensive, and then the, hopefully the bag will arrive tomorrow. But like they just sit on it for days. Like it just sits and sits and sits, and then they send a letter out, and then you have to to fork over an incredible amount of money.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's so frustrating, Brad. It it really really annoys me because it's like, why are you making me pay for this? I can't buy this bag in the European Union. It is not possible. So why are you making me pay? This, this has got nothing to do with you. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> but here we are. Here we are. Yeah. For some reason, I have to pay our lovely government 20% plus their <laughs> £8, pounds, which for my convenience...
1: Yeah, so if that wasn't um, enough griping about customs, next week's going to be our bag episode, Mike. People are clamoring for this thing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I've, I've given you enough time. You're you. going to need to do some homework. Um, you know, Most of it's on me because I have a bunch of bags I want to talk about, but uh, we need some homework. And then we're going to, uh, for you live listeners, next week we're going to have a early recording on Thursday. So we're going to go Monday and Thursday next week, and the Thursday won't release until the following Monday because I will be out of town the week of Christmas. Um, so we have, uh, two actually pretty good episodes next week that I'm excited about Mike. So
0: yeah, you did, you planned them all out already.
1: It came to me like a bolt of lightning because I didn't even have anything ready for today. And then all of a sudden I have three episodes, um, ready to roll. So I'll
0: take it. That's how this show works. Yep. Yeah. I'm looking for, am I, I've been so See, the other thing is I'm so excited to get this bag. Mm hmm. So excited! Finally, finally, yep. it's gonna be here.
1: I did watch uh, the Chase Reeves video um, that you mentioned. We'll we'll include that in the show notes next week. We'll talk about it, um, but it was pretty funny.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: All right, so we want to get we got a bunch of Twitter questions. I want to get into, and then I have uh, one kind of moderately sized topic at the end that's uh, kind of crazy. So um, why don't you talk about uh, we we got this sponsor lineup, Mike? People, uh, you know. You know, people uh, can sometimes get a little sketchy on advertising, but I think what our show does is gives like some of the best, most pertinent advertisers and <laughs> they're advertisers I spend money with already. So uh, I I'm excited about our advertisers today. What do you got, Mike?
0: This episode of the Pen Addicts was brought to you by MassDrop. Mass Drop is a new sponsor of the Penn and Relay FM, and they're perfect for this audience, as Brad says, and let me tell you why. Mashdrop is an online community for enthusiasts of all kinds, from audio and electronics to to quilting and cooking. It's a place for you to connect with people like you, to discuss your favorite products and activities, and buy them together. Mashdrop represents a new type of online experience that combines community, content, and commerce. And I say all the things, and I purposely left it out. You know, I say audio and electronics to quilting and cooking. But these guys, guys, they do pens too, and I'm gonna talk about that in a minute. A lot of pens. Mass Drops Massdrop offers its users a place where enthusiasts can meet and connect over the products they love, a forum where you can vote on and discuss the products you're passionate about, and a platform to connect directly with manufacturers and buy products together to get bulk pricing. They are not a flash sales website, a deal site, or groupon. <laughs> it's flat out <laughs> they're not Groupon, okay? The thing that is most important to the guys and girls over at Mashdrop is that they want to build communities around things that people love. That's what they are passionate about. They are passionate about letting you be passionate about the things you're passionate about. Ultimately, they are here to help you by making the products you care about more affordable and accessible and providing you with a way to connect with other like-minded enthusiasts. I know that group buyers are something that's super important to the pen community. Some of the stuff that we buy is pretty expensive and buying in bulk can help with that because any money you can get off is a good thing. And this is where a service like Mashdrop is incredible because it helps facilitate it. It's something that is really cool for this community. I took a look at Mashdrop myself and I found... Like they have some awesome cases on here where they've gotten like 20 to 30% off brands like Pelican and Frank and Christoph. They have Karas Custom stuff on here. So you should be going and checking it out. Basically, they are giving you a way to try and communicate you can basically get all the people that you know that love this stuff, and you can all go on there and buy some pens at some good prices. Basically, that's what you want to do. It's totally worth checking out. If you want to find out more, go to It's okay, this is an interesting URL. DRO.ps slash the pen addict. That's mm. DRO dot P S slash the pen addict. So it's like drops, you know? Yep. DRO.ps slash the pen addict. Of course it'll be in the show notes. And sign up right now. So go sign up and you can take a look at all the great offers they have. Thank you so much to Mashdrop for supporting this show and all the real AFM. Mashdrop are a new sponsor, so I would love to have them more often. So please go sign up right now so they can see that you guys are right for them because I know that they're right for you so thank you so much to Massdrop for supporting this week's episode of The Pen Addict
1: yeah so this has been a change like in the past six months maybe year that I've started getting uh, tweets say hey did you see this on Massdrop and at first I was like hmm what is this and then all of a sudden they started bringing in all these um, great deals like uh, the Rotering 600 was one of them and I think maybe even the 800 and um, a bunch of Lamy stuff so it's like not just any old Gear, it's like the good stuff, so um, I will definitely be checking that out.
0: It makes sense, right? Once people start kind of gravitating to, around it, you, mm-hmm. you get the pen community on board and they're going to start pushing it in the in the ways that they want to go. Like, I assume it was probably like all army originally, you know, like where it's kind of right. like bridging the divide. But mm-hmm. then you push it, in. that's what I'm saying. Like I've seen, like Pelican and Franklin Christoph. Now these are pen addict brands, especially Franklin Christoph, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. No, no doubt.
0: So like that, when I saw that, I was like, ah, there's there's already a bunch of pen addicts here. <laughs> yep. Anyway.
1: Yep. So um, let's let's get into a few questions. I I wanted to knock out, and then thank you for everyone on Twitter who um who who sent some of these my way, and I grabbed some of the most interesting ones. And uh, Mary Colla sent me, uh a question about what pins have you had um, like changing preferences on? And then I got another question from a, a different follower about the worst pins. Um, you know, do you have a, you have your top five best pins? How about a top five worst pins? And I look back, I had done a post on the blog before. This is kind of a two-part question answer both Mary's question and the worst pins question. Um, I actually did a post last year called The Worst Pins I Have Ever Reviewed. I don't know if I've had any since then that would make me change the <laughs> the, the list, but this old list contains um, the Oto Dude and the Oto Fine and even the Oto Rook. All of those Oto Fountain Pens um, are terrible. And Oto, which is sad because Oto makes good pens outside of the fountain pen market. Um, you know, I love... Um, the uh, drawing pen that they have is one of my favorite pens. So that's the Oto fountain pen line needs uh, some serious help. And then I had a couple other ones like the Pentel Sleechies, which is the sleechy multi-pen. Um, the regular sleechy is fine. The sleechy multi-pen is not. The Tool Ballpoint is a train wreck for all of you Tool fans. They make really good gel pens, but the Ballpoint is a mess. And then just a couple of uh, other more random Random pens like the Bic A1 gel and the Karan Dash 849, which I got a lot of grief on. Um, a lot of people love the Karan Dash 849. Um, the refill I had in it was terrible, and it was a huge disappointment because it was like a $25 pen or $20 pen, and uh it was uh craptastic. So um that's some of my worst pins. Now Mary's part of this was pins that I've have changed preferences on. And I had to think about that. And for the longest time, I couldn't come up with anything I was trying to think of. There's something that I've used a lot that I've gotten kind of down on. And then it hit me that I've been having trouble with a certain pen for months, if not longer. And that's the Pilot High Tech C.
0: Whoa. Um, it,
1: huh. I, I don't know what, I don't know if I'm huh. not using them often enough. You know, I've got so many other pens I use. When it's going good, the 0.3 millimeter Pilot High Tech C is my is like the best pin on the planet, I think, for me. Like, but I've always said that's never a pin I recommend because it's so finicky, right? Um, you got you have to use it, and you know it sometimes hard starts, but when it's good, it's great. I've been having a hard time getting to that great part recently. I've been having to fight more and more refills than. I've expected, like, I just got the uh, the Apollo pen, which was a Kickstarter pen that was, like, super delayed by, like, a year, and I put in a blue-black refill, and I used it a bunch for a couple days, and then I set it down, and then I picked it up maybe three or four days later, and I couldn't get it to write. And that's been a recurring theme with a bunch of my high-tech Cs, and I don't get it. Am, it's um. Uh, it's been a little bit of, I've been having more frustration with the high-tech C than I recall ever having before. So... That's one uh, where I'm getting a little bit down on. Um, so yeah, there's that. I don't. Ha, do you have anything in in this category, Mike? That you've you know, there's something you're just not using anymore. Just it's it's out of the rotation, and you're just not been doing it for you.
0: Oh man, there's so many things. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, especially like the stuff that I don't use anymore. You know, that I yeah. once thought was amazing. I mean, yeah. like for example, like just as a as a brand, uh, Kaveco nibs don't do it for me anymore mm-hmm um i just don't think that they're as good as say like twisby's nibs but you sure. know like you know the and then again like the problems i've had with twisby as well right so like yep. th- their build quality like over time i, I actually am not 100 percent on it but it's good right so yeah. like i'm probably probably my next pen will be the 580 al in orange
1: yeah, that's pretty nice.
0: That's probably going to be sort of Twisby Five Eighty AL in orange. If anyone is planning on at home, that's probably going to be my next uh, pen purchase. Um, Good have that. I'll put that in the show notes for those guys. Yeah, um, I'm. Pro- that yeah, that's probably going to be my next. I was looking at it again uh, the mm-hmm. other day, but it's just kind of like right now. I do feel pretty set right now, um, which is kind of scary. Uh, but <laughs> at the moment, I feel I feel okay with with my with my current lineup. Like primarily, I'm using the ink, uh, the rollerball, mm-hmm. um, and I'm also using Retro Fifty One, uh, and I'm using the ink fountain pen and the Lamy Two Thousand. They're kind of like my current four. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm just I'm using a Retro Fifty One again because it's easy to pocket you know yeah um so right now i'm feeling pretty good so like i was i was i was actually was about to buy it and then thought nah i'm okay right now i'm waiting for something to totally blow me away before before i make another pen purchase i think right um
1: what, so, so what what do you think so about that
0: does that sound crazy
1: so let's like let's mad? uh let's uh readjust these show notes a little bit because one of the one of the questions I wanted to answer from the listeners was how do you justify owning so many fountain pens and just pens in general, you know, how and that's kind of like what you're talking about right now. Why, what, what's going to make me buy that next pen? You know, I'm really happy with the things that I have right now and I have a lot of those things and I keep going back to the same pens over and over again. And I, you know, I keep not using, another group of pins um so how do you justify that next purchase and that's kind of what you're talking about i think right
0: yeah because it's like i have a ton right and mm-hmm. uh I'm, I'm i'm feeling pretty good about it right now so why do you know i have some stuff coming like i have like a kickstarter project that i backed which is late that next, do you remember that pen? The yeah. Nexus pen. You, you're a backer yes. of that too, right?
1: I am an anxious backer of that, and they just sent an update today. They They're did. going to ship it in January, which is I'm later, later, and later again.
0: <laughs> I can still yeah. complain. You can't.
1: Yeah, I can't complain.
0: <laughs>
1: and Dan Bishop cannot complain.
0: <laughs> I, this is why I'm never going to do one. <laughs> It was just like uh, so ambitious, right? We're going to ship it in yeah. November, and now it's you know, January's rolling around. But they, you know, they, they, from their hey, update, it looks like they're making some improvements to it. Yeah, as well. they're
1: they're at least in the ballpark compared to most of these guys.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I think I I told Jeff the other day um, that you know 2015 might be the year of consolidation for me. You know, at some point I. I'm buying less, but I'm spending more. Um
0: Yes, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I I yeah, I'm on board with that.
1: Yeah, so but still there needs to be some consolidation in the ownership of pens that I have. So, you know, I'll probably I've never sold any of my pens before. Um so I might sell a few next year. We'll see. I don't know. It's hard. I look at I look at the pens that I have and you know, and I decide, you know, could I sell some of these? And sometimes it's hard. And I was like, no, I kind of want to keep it for X reason. But maybe, you know, after a certain amount of time I of not using a certain pen, I probably just need to to um move on from it and, and sell it and, you know, use that for a more specific, you know, pen that I'm shopping for or something like that. So, you know, it's just part of this whole process, you know. You go back and listen to our first, you know, 10 or 20 episodes, which we have a lot of people doing these days, and they just laugh at us now, <laughs> you know, like we've gone off the deep end on all the things that we like and, and from what we started talking about. So it's it's pretty funny. So yeah, I think we'll have, uh, we'll probably have more talks about um, the justification part of owning so much stuff, um, you know, throughout the next year, because I think I'm going to go through a little bit of a consolidation period here, but
0: we'll we'll see. J Tower forty two in the chat room. Don't worry, Mike. That feeling of being set will pass. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like uh, it always does. Yeah, I mean, I, I just feel that right now. Like I, I'm on board with the mantra of of uh, buy less, spend more. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I'm done with the middle range mainly now. Um, sure, unless something special happens, you know, like for example, the the that that the orange aluminium twisby, right that's that's a nice thing it's that yes. might tempt me out but other than that i mean we're looking three figures now uh, right for me to want to maybe take a new pen new fountain pen yep
1: exactly exactly and you, it's not like uh that's not a weekly purchase <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination so we'll see um few other uh quick hits um my uh, local Georgia buddy, Mr. Gray Williams, he was taunting me. He said, Hey, you got any new not goods coming out, like backpacks or messenger bags? Because we've teased those in the past. And um not I don't see us doing a backpack next year, but Jeff and I definitely want to do a backpack. Um that's on the radar. I I doubt it's gonna happen next year. Um, just looking at what we have coming up. Y'all have seen us do a bunch of um teases about our folio. I'm gonna get my first uh I get my first folio prototype this weekend. I want to pick that up, so hopefully we can get that going in the spring. That's kind of the next big thing on our radar. Um, we'll probably also introduce the uh, the fodder stack XL, which people have been clamoring for. That's going to be the fodder stack that fits the memo books, the memo book standard, like the three and a half by five and a half, because ours fit a three by five note card, is what we made them for. So but you, uh, so so many people a want them from,
0: notes inside of there. Yep, yep oh the, boy oh boy yeah i yeah. like that
1: yeah so a bunch of people have been clamoring for that and in the lead-up to that uh we hear we're introducing uh something new tomorrow it might be something that can go into that fodder stack xl that is our own creation so um oh uh, yeah you'll have yeah you'll have to check this site out tomorrow the uh the chat room got a good tease on it yeah uh, J Tower 42 he's Pings me on uh, Twitter all the time. Where's my fodder stack XL? So that's it's not imminent the fodder stack XL, but you know I think in the first part of next year um, we're gonna try to get that done because we're introducing a paper product tomorrow that will fit in it. So you gonna
0: give any more information than that, or we? Um,
1: it's a it's a three by five by five by five memo book, which doesn't sound uh, all that new or novel, but um we have it in a format that's a little bit different in a format that Jeff and I really wanted um for our own personal use so we decided to make it so you'll just have to wait and see tomorrow be, but um i, I sent the chat room some pictures
0: i'm gonna be buying some of these i think cool cool i hope so i so. Finally uh, get some knock stickers as well i been <laughs> yeah i hope i hope you uh, i hope
1: people enjoy them uh if not uh, me and jeff uh, will certainly enjoy them we'll use the heck out of these because uh, we like the layout so we'll we'll see how it goes they launch tomorrow i think at noon but, um, you know, that's, uh, that's Tuesday, the, the ninth for people listening in the future. Um, you'll have to go back in time to, uh, find them. Um, Stuart Hazley had, uh, his was the justification question of owning so many fountain pens. And he had three questions right in a row. Um, one about the justification part two about giving an opinion on a pen purchased for you and that has special meaning so almost like someone gifted you a pen and now um, say you're gonna write about it and giving are you giving an unbiased honest opinion in the fear of hurting someone's feelings right? Um, so the feeling is always to be honest and open about that. It doesn't matter if it was gifted to you or not. I haven't had this situation come up too much. Um one of the pens that was gifted to me is probably my single favorite pen I own still. Um and that's the Edison Menlo. I call it the 3D just because of the colors. It's the red and blue that's what Jeff gave me. Um so I don't <laughs> I don't have to worry about that because I love that pen so much. So there's no there's no negative opinion about that pen at all because it's amazing. But it happens and, you know, we're getting to the point now and a lot of listeners are getting to the point now where we're super particular about the things we use and that's okay. I mean, just because something's not perfect, it's it's okay and you just got to be honest about why it's not perfect and understand, you know, why certain things may not fit your needs. So, you know, I thought that was a, a, a good question and um, it's a little bit hard to beat around that bush, but I mean, you just got, you have to be direct. And, um, you know, that, that's the, that's the best way around it. So there's, uh, don't worry about what, uh, other people are thinking or what the, the gifter might think. Um, you just gotta be, uh, if you're not going to use it, I mean, you know, you just need to be straightforward.
0: Yeah. I've done that. Like I have people say, Oh, I'll get you a pen. And so don't buy me a pen.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I don't let people buy me pens unless I've given them one hundred percent exact details. Yeah,
0: just, I just flat out say, look, I'm very particular about this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same in notebooks as well. Like I'm very particular. Like when I was leaving work, they were like, "Oh, we should." Be. I was like, "No, don't buy me. Just buy me something else because." Y- Unless I tell you specifically what to buy me, you're not going to get me what the type of thing that I like, and yep. it's not for anything other than the fact that I'm crazy about it. And you would buy a pen that anybody would have, but I'm really weird, um, yep. and I probably already own that pen if it's any good. And and this, you know, and I say like I say to people, you see the stuff I use, right? I right. use crazy things, <laughs> uh, so you know, please, please don't do that. Yeah. right (laughs) and never contact me again (laughs) yeah click so yeah all right so uh
1: we we want to get to our next sponsor but before you before you do that mike Mm -hmm. the the question came up was there any old-fashioned non-stationary items we use and I had that before this next sponsor because it kind of relates um, and i had a real I had a really, really tough time answering this question can you think so considering that stationary you know pens fountain pens paper sure. the things that we use are considered a little bit old fashioned right not like the the high the super technical stuff that some of these pens are, but the more old fashioned fountain pen inks ink wells you know that's certainly an old fashioned thing can you think of anything old fashioned that you use? Not really. I, but I I came up with two things, and it's really not. One, I use, if I grind coffee beans, I use a hand grinder. Right. You know, I don't have a, a you know, one of those uh, Hario glass uh, hand grinders that are really nice. Um, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily conf- considered old-fashioned. I mean, it's fussy coffee to begin with. Um, and the second thing is, you know, maybe the razor. I don't use, like, the straight edge. You know, but I do like just like the classic razor that our good friends at Harry's sponsor sponsoring us today, Uh which I didn't uh, intend on that. But um, I I can't think of any other like really old fashioned stuff that I use outside of like fountain pens. Can you think anything?
0: No, no. I mean, the razor, yes, but I, I don't use that every day.
1: Yeah, the only thing I could come up with was the the bean grinder, and I don't use that every day either. But um,
0: it's kind of out of my character. Like, I mean, I don't even read paper books. You know, it's like yeah. it is very. You know, the pen and paper addiction, the analog addiction. I mean, not every day, but I I do own and listen to vinyl records. Okay, um, and I have I've I've been a collector of vinyl for like maybe eight years or so. Okay, um, that's
1: cool. I did not know that.
0: Yeah, I'm not as avid as I used to be. I, I, I used for for a couple of years. I, I basically bought every single that I liked and many like many albums. Mm-hmm. And now maybe every couple of years or every year, I buy that year's couple of my favorite albums from that year and add them to my collection. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, that's cool. I'd, I'd say that counts as old-fashioned. Yeah, fashion. it does. It does. Yeah, these these days, that certainly counts as old-fashioned. So
0: yeah, cool. Even though vinyl record sales are up again this year.
1: Oh yeah, it's definitely become the hipster thing. Yep. You know, and I I don't mean that in a derogatory term. Yep. I, it's just become it's become a thing now, just like I think like fountain pens are getting to be definitely. a little bit more popular than before and um vinyl um as much as of a music fan as I am, um that's something that I've been teetering on the edge of, you know, checking out uh, um, you know, getting a turntable and a nice speaker setup to uh to play spin some wax.
0: This episode of The Pen Addict is brought to you by harrys.com. In case you hadn't already noticed, it is the holiday season. That means it's gift buying time. And we all know what it's like at this time of year. There's a hundred people to buy gifts for and little time to actually go and look for things. If you're looking for a cool gift to sell someone to buy you this year or you're stuck trying to find something for your husband, boyfriend, dad, or any guy in your life. You should look no further than Harry's. Harry's Winter Winston set is only $30 for a sleek chrome razor, three high-quality blades, their amazing foaming shave gel or shaving cream, and it's already wrapped and shipping is free. This is the set that I have myself actually. Um I love it. I have well I have the Winston set. I don't have the Winter Winston special package, but I do have mm. the Winston and, and I love the I love the handle. It's this beautiful chrome handle. I have mine engraved. It's very nice. But you can get $5 off this set by using the code penaddictholiday, all one word. This is a special code Holiday. But this this offer is a special holiday offer. And a special holiday offer means that everyone can take advantage of this offer. Even if you're already a Harry's customer, you can get the razor, three quality quality bra- blades, sorry, and a tube of their foaming shave gel or shave cream for just twenty five bucks. So have a second, you know, <laughs> if you already got yeah. a razor, have one for your parents' house. Take it with you of this holiday season. Leave it there, so you've always got your Harry's razor. When you go visit. Harry's is helping you avoid all the lines at the mall if you're looking to buy this for somebody else. They're helping you dealing with pushing and shoving of those big crowds. You just don't have to take it. They'll wrap it for you, ship it for free. It's the perfect holiday gift. This is an awesome deal from an awesome company. You know Harry's. They were started by two guys passionate about creating a better shaving experience for everyone, for all men. They do that with their awesome feeling razors. They give a smooth shave because of the high quality blades that they use. I don't want to mention this enough but actually something really cool about them Harry's is a company that gives back they donate 1% of sales and volunteer 1% of all employees time with their community partner city year so when you give someone a Harry's product at Christmas you can also get that special holiday cheer feeling for doing something good so go right now to harrys.com and get $5 off a winter winston set with the code penaddict holiday don't forget this special holiday offer is available to all customers new and old that's h-a-r-r ys.com and enter the coupon code PenAddictHoliday or one word at checkout. Make sure that you get that ordering quick now before the holidays they're they're approaching quickly. So make sure you get it in quick. That's Harry's a shave good enough to gift. Thank you so much to harrys.com for supporting this show and all of Relay FM.
1: Yeah, as a Harry's customer before they were in a sponsor, um, it it's it's probably the best razor I've used. It at least in as long as I can remember I mean I love using my Harry's razor so I think I will order this extra pack and uh give my uh my wife keeps stealing the razor so uh, she won't use the shaving cream or gel but I'll give her the razor and blades so she'll stop stealing mine all right we're gonna uh, get a little analogy on everyone and I think y'all have talked about this you and uh, Mr. Casey Liss on the analog podcast about the family business you know the whole work-life balance thing and um this was uh I think this was Stuart again, Stuart Hasley again, um, with all, with all the good questions. How do you, he was just asking, how do you, you balance all of these things? Um, and it's, it's tough. The toughest thing I'm having to, I'm not having time for right now is actually the pen review stuff. Um, I have to really like, I have to block out like hours at a time to get pen reviews and pictures and photo editing and regular writing and writing, editing down. That's been the, Biggest challenge to fit in. Um, um, I'm lucky to have a business partner like Jeff that really um, kicks uh, butt with most of the knock stuff, um, and I'm lucky in the fact that I have a super supportive wife to say, you know, hey, I have to do this for knock or I have to do this for the pen addict. Um, she understands that. Um, But it's not easy, and sometimes, you know, we run into challenges where, you know, we have to make a, I end up having to make some sacrifices, but I try to just, when I'm not doing these things, I just try to be all in with the family. So, you know, I'm not checking my phone or answering email while I'm trying to do stuff with the kids, things like that. So, I mean, it's nothing new or novel, it's just hard, (laughs) and I'm still trying to find my way. And still, you know, it's a work in progress. Things change about how busy we are with different things. So with the holidays coming up, you know, there if I have to if I come up short one post a week on the pen attic, you know, that might just have to be how it is. Um, you know, things like that. So it's um I'm lucky enough to have been doing this for a while now where I can kinda get my routines in. Um, but um sometimes it's hard. I don't have any like uh super pro tip to, uh, to answer that question, but, um, you, you just have to be, I, the best thing is to just be all the way committed with whichever phase you're in, whether if you're with your family, be all in with the family stuff. And then if you're doing work stuff, be all in with the work stuff. And that way you don't have those things, uh, crisscrossing and overhanging for, uh, in other areas of your life. You don't want, you don't want to be doing both things at the same time. So that's, um, that's one of the things i'm working on so i know you've you've come up with this is a little bit different for you now mike now that you're doing the uh the podcasting full time and i'm sure people can pick up some of this stuff on analog right
0: yeah um i mean the work life balance is kind of another way that people put it and mm-hmm. and we did a show about that a while ago i think um yeah i mean it's it it hmm I don't know. It's this difficult. <laughs> it's it's hard. It is really hard and, it, and is. it it depends on sort of where you are in your life at a given time and I think it's important that you're able to to kind of turn some light bulbs on and turn some light bulbs off at certain periods of time and I've just made a very veiled uh reference to an episode of Hello Internet uh that I like very much. It's it's a, one of my favorite podcasts and uh, CGP Grey on that show I'll, I'll find the episode I'll put it in the show notes which you can find at relay.fm slash penaddict slash mm-hmm. 132 um, he talks about how you can kind of there are like four kind of aspects to your life you have work um, friends uh, family and health mm-hmm. and you only have a, like a limited amount that you can put into all of these things you can distribute your time evenly but you only have like like semi bright bulbs, or you can brighten some of your one of those four light bulbs, and mm. then you haven't got enough power to bright like to light the others it's a, it's a it's yep. an interesting sort of way of thinking about it it's it's not the um it's not the best metaphor in the world, but I think it explains what I'm looking, what I'm trying to explain. Yes. Anyway, no, I I understand that completely. It's good. Epi- it's episode three. It's called Four Light Bulbs" is the name of the episode. I thoroughly recommend this podcast and this episode if you are interested in work-life balance because it's a very interesting take on it. I think.
1: Okay. Cool. Well, we will check that out before we, before we get like uh like totally like an episode of analog. Let's talk more about pens.
0: Great. Why not?
1: So I- <laughs> <laughs> before we get to de- before we depress everyone mike let's go spend some people's money please <laughs> um i got a, a two or three questions about um what pins can we go grab at the store that would be a good stocking stuffer for someone um and i thought that was a good question because there's not always great stuff you can just go grab off the store shelves but there's there's two things that i came up with one is the uniball sino 207. And they make, uh, I think it's an eight pack of their colored gel ink pens for anyone, you know, it's great for uh, kids or family or students that, you know, might use a lot of the different colors. And it's an awesome pen to boot and you can find them at, you know, not just office supply, big box retailers, but other like big store retailers like Walmart, Target, any of your big, large um um retailers like that. And the second one is the uh the Sharpie pen, you know, not the um not the marker, not the permanent marker pen, but the writing pen. It comes in a wide range of colors too. So that seems to be a theme, you know, like around Christmas time, just something to throw in the stocking is like a multicolor set of pens. Um the Sino 207 and the Sharpie pen would be my two picks for that. Um, They're a really good quality pen and they're really easy to come by. Um, A lot of stores a lot of stores carry those. So now, Mike. Now that you're a world dominating podcast network owner, have I think you've talked about time, time, and from time to time you go out and you know you might work at a coffee shop or something like that. Is that right? You are you have you been getting that into your
0: schedule? Here and there, here and there. I've actually just signed up to a co working space in London. Okay, as well. Okay.
1: So So sometimes on the weekends, I like to take the kids to Starbucks or something, and um, you know, sit and I'll do some writing. And, you know, grab a drink while they sit there and draw or play or whatever. And I was asked about uh, pen spotting in public. And, you know, as many times as I've gone and worked in a coffee shop or um, done some writing in a coffee shop or anything and out and about and using, you know, my pens and paper, I'm always checking out what everyone else is using. And I never find like the hardcore pen addicts like us. You know, I never see, you know, this was uh, from Tony from Everyday Commentary asked this question. and He was like, um, you know, how can you tell like the, the pen addicts from the crowd? And it's, I thought about it and it's like, I very rarely see them. You know, it's usually um, with like, you know, loose leaf paper, you know, a lot of students with the loose leaf paper in the, the BICs things like that. You know, I never see anyone like carrying a rhodia pad. I never, I never see anyone carrying a field notes. I never see anyone carrying a pen that you can't get at Walmart or something like that. It's super rare that I see that even at, you know, like at a coffee shop, I don't even see like a moleskin very, very rarely. Um, and I certainly don't see people carrying the things that I carry around. Had you, have you ever run into just a, um, You've seen someone using something. You're like, "Oh, wow! They must be really
0: into pens or paper." I feel like I would remember it. Yeah, uh, and I can't remember it, but I will be on the lookout for it now, and I will report back on my on my new travels uh, to see if I can find any anyone like this.
1: Yes, yes. So keep keep your eyes peeled, and uh, you know, I do it all the time, and I will talk to people. You know, if if I see them, you know, I'll make a comment about their pen or paper, and I think I've maybe done it one time only because I saw a girl drawing at uh, Starbucks and I had a bunch of drawing pens in my backpack and I just wanted to give her some of the ones that I had. I think that's the only time I've ever seen it, but it was because she wasn't using good good pens and I wanted to give her some. <laughs> like a good Samaritan over there. <laughs> I was the pen fairy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <dear. laughs> so, yeah, I was doing a good deed. I was I was uh, giving her a bunch of uh, a bunch of new, um, new pens to write with, so... Um, one last thing before we kind of, uh, digress into, uh, a specific topic, um, stub nibs, cursive nib, cursive italic nibs, italic nibs, and line variation. Um, the comment was basically, you know, talk about them and, and talk about that different line variation and the differences between those nibs. And we've talked about it before, and there's a good, um, Good link. I'll have to find. I didn't put it in the show notes, Mike, but it's on Franklin Christoph's page. Right. Where um, Mike Masayama has some drawings that he did for the descriptors of a stub the difference between a stub and a cursive italic nib. The main difference between those two, they both leave a very wide line in the uh of in the north-south direction in a very thin line in the east-west direction if you will um, for lack of a better better descriptor Um, but the stub nib has more of a rounded edge on it so it's a little bit smoother and the lines are not as varied as far as line width thickness Um, they're a little bit wider there's still some variation obviously between the the wide and the narrow lines, but the cursive italic is very sharp on the edges and it gives a crisp, cleaner line and it gives thinner, um, narrow lines, thinner horizontal lines, if you will. Um, So that's the difference between the two. And I find myself really liking that cursive italic nib. And I didn't realize this when I started using fountain pens. I thought I wanted extra fine nibs so I could mimic like some of my favorite gel ink pens. Um, I, I wanted to mimic that writing experience. But actually, the best writing experience for me is more of a blockier style, like a stub or cursive italic, and I've really become fond of the cursive italic nib grinds, and whenever I can, I usually get that done to a pen that I I love a lot, because I like that squared off, sharp, crisp line, and have some of that line variation. And so, that's kind of line variation 101, and we'll put the link in the show notes so you can check out the pictures that explain it better than I just did. So...
0: All right. Should we uh, thank our final sponsor and then yeah. and then move on to, to the last topic today? Let's do that. This episode of The Pen Addict is also brought to you by our friends at The Pen Chalet. Pen Chalet sell authentic, amazing rollerballs, fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils, and so much more. They have all of your favorite brands like Pelican, Lamy, Pilot, Namiki, Sailor, and Kaveco. They're an authorized dealer of all of them, and they believe in very fast and reliable customer service. This is what makes pen chalet awesome. They're also always running special discounts. They have closeout specials and they do these great offers and deals with us. And I'm going to tell you about what we've got in a moment. They're always adding new styles of pens every single month. And as well as all the brands that I mentioned earlier, they have things like pen carrying cases, pen holders, refills, fountain pen converters and so much more. Loads of stocking stuffers for the holiday season. They have free shipping on over $50 in the continental United States, and they sell internationally as well, very reasonable shipping rates. Pen Chalet has low prices on high-quality pens and offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Now, go to penchalet.com and use the code PENADDICT, or one word, to get a very special for this holiday season, 15% off your order. This is perfect to get that last minute shopping in. Or what you should be doing though is clicking that podcast link at the top of the website enter the password penaddict for even more savings as well as your 15% off. This week's special offer is the Conklin Stylograph fountain pen at 50% off. The pen retails for $145 and once you add your penaddict discount on top of it, on top of the discount that you already see on the page. It takes this down to sixty-one dollars and sixty-three pence, including US free shipping. Goodness. You happy with that one?
1: Yeah. <laughs> these pens are cool looking. I ha- I don't have um one of these uh, Conklins yet, but this I like the uh the mosaic pattern on these
0: barrels. Yeah. They're very nice. It reminds me of the um you know what it reminds me of? Uh the old no, pen that actually. we both have. the, the one that looks like a tower block. Vacuumatic? Vacuumatic. Yep, yeah, it reminds me of that. It, yep, this is a super great looking pen. Uh, and there is just, and it looks even better in person, is what Ron is telling me. He he made great pains to tell me how fantastic this thing looks, and I do believe him. There's one note <laughs> that he just wanted me to pass along to you the picture shows a chrome colored nib on the site, but the fine nibs only will be shipping in a cool looking black color, which is kind of Ooh. special sounding. So, you want to make sure you go to penshalet.com. Hit the podcast button at the top and enter the code PENADDICT to get access to a bunch of special offers. And don't forget to use the code PENADDICT at checkout as well and you'll get your special 15% off anything at Pen Chalet. Thank you so much to Pen for continuing to help us over at the Pen podcast.
1: Yeah, so just to be clear, when you go over there and you see a pen that's discounted, if it says 50% off like this Conklin Stylograph is, the 15% Pen addict coupon stacks. So you get 50% off, then you get another 15% off. So there's some really really good deals to be had. I'm scrolling through all this. Um it's it's pretty crazy right now. So yeah, definitely check this out and um yeah, I think that's the first time Ron's done 15% off. Um so that's uh that's really nice of him getting uh getting everybody ready for the holidays. So awesome. All right. So from time to time, I get into some topics here that uh, aren't the, the happy, fun topics that I, I like to keep it generally happy. Happy, fun time here, Mike. And uh, sometimes uh, there's some topics that get under my skin. and
0: <laughs> Sometimes the best ones.
1: <laughs> yeah, sometimes the best ones. And this one I'm not going to get full crazy on because there's still uh, information to be processed and parsed. But I mentioned it a couple weeks ago just in passing that Estabrook was relaunching, right? You remember that topic where we mentioned um, they're coming out with a new pin and they put these links out and we both thought they were very ugly and they don't look like Estabrook's and what's going on here? So things have kind of ramped up since that time. That was probably like a month ago that we talked about that, right? Um, so since we saw that first little hint of Esterbrook they have started posting... What's going to be the main line pen? So that first, those first pins we showed were going to be a limited introduction, okay? Uh, like 150 of each of the colors, and we'll have all these links in the show notes. So you can you can play along. So then, the new owners of Esterbrook went on to Facebook and posted what all the new stock versions of the pen were going to be like, and the internet, the fountain pen internet, had a conniption. They thought these acrylic base-level models looked horrible, number one, looked nothing like an Esterbrook, number two, and were basically a Chinese-Indian cheap acrylic kind of knockoff like you would expect to get like a $5 fountain pen from. That's basically what everything was being compared to. So... I'm saying all this as a precursor to the way Estabrook acted to handle all this negative feedback. And what's really thrown up the red flag about this whole thing is they just started deleting everyone's comments, questions, any type of response from the Facebook page. They refuse to answer questions about it. They will not say, you know... um, Estabrook's an American company, and they're promoting it as America's original pen company, and these pens are most likely not going to be manufactured in the U.S. Um, that's okay, but you got to be upfront about it, and Estherbrook's doing everything they can to not be upfront about it. There's, I've captured all these links we'll have in the show notes where you can go through the uh, Fountain Pen Network thread where people have screenshotted their... Um, comments on Brooks' page, just asking them basic questions, where are these pins going to be manufactured? And Brooks going and deleting those questions. Mm-hmm. And you just can't have that. You As a company that wants to do business with this community, we're a very particular community, Mike.
0: Yeah, but they um, obviously don't know what they're getting into.
1: And that's the thing, is apparently one of the guys that's starting this has done this before. I mean, he's been in the business before, but they're not handling things right right now. So it came up, the reason why I put this in here was because um, um, I was asking, it might have been uh, John Bemis, I can't remember if it was him or him or not, that asked me, he said, uh, basically talk about the Visionaire or Scribble, you know, he was just joking with me, you know, needling me, and I said, well, I might have a third one I can add to that, and we're going to talk about it in this show, and I don't want to put it in that classification yet, because this story's not finished, but they are handling themselves extremely poorly, they're putting pens out there that are awful looking in relation to the historical um, name recognition of the brand. And they're blowing it right out the gate. You know, Estherbrook in the fountain pen community is a loved brand. It's loved because it's inexpensive and it's accessible. They made millions of pens, you know. In the 1900s, millions. So, all these beautiful classic Esterbrooks are still available today for like thirty and forty dollars. Um, you know, even refurbished, you know, completely refurbished, and they're still only thirty or forty dollars. So now coming in with some gross-looking acrylics, you know, with cheap nibs. That that honestly, this reminds me a lot. I, you could get this pen with like Visionaire money, it looks like to me. It looks like a $2 pen made in China to be perfectly frank. Um, You know, I... The jury's still out, but it's not tracking the right direction. So I just Where wanted to throw all this stuff out there.
0: Are the best pictures that highlight what, you're, what you feel is happening here?
1: Um, On their Facebook page, they've had several... So the Esterbrook J is one of the is one of the um, main popular lines um of Esterbrook and they've put up several posts on their Facebook page. I'll get you a link of all the new acrylic pins in the tray and I will shoot you this link for the show notes and I will put it in the chat room. Um so you know they're decent looking. But um, they're not anything special, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. You know, they're not something that would make you go... They're not... For, number one, they're absolutely nothing that makes you think, ooh, an Esterbrook," right? And I think that's what's really hanging people up. They look nothing like any Esterbrook that's ever been created, ever. Um, and then, you know, not, ap- not answering... Um, you know, customers' questions um about those pins and what they're doing and why they're doing these things and then continually continually pimping America's original pin company over and over and over again. Um they're digging a they're digging a pretty big hole right now. So mm. just something to be aware of because I, I bring all this up because they're launching this month. So you know, and that limited edition pin—the very first one we talked about, like a month ago—guess how much that one is? Gone. On. Four
0: hundred and fifty dollars. Okay.
1: It, it looks like a twenty-dollar pin.
0: This is the one with like the chrome on either end. Yeah,
1: right? yeah. Um, unless they come out with saying those those chrome things are actually silver and some kind of fancy material, um, <laughs> it's a joke. It. So I, I have huge, huge amounts of skepticism right now, um, and most of it is self-inflicted by the people running Esther Brook right now. When you're not upfront and open and honest with this community, you're gonna get buried, and there's no two ways about it. And it's not coming. It's not just for me. There's people that take this way more serious than I do, and they're pretty upset about it. So. Anyone who's interested, you know, read the Facebook uh read the fountain pen network thread and read the Reddit thread where uh Mr. Esterbrook himself and I say that um jokingly, but um uh, he's known for his Esterbrook collection and his Esterbrook historical knowledge. Our friend uh Brian Anderson from uh, Brian from Anderson Pens um he chimes in on the Reddit thread and yeah, you know, he's I'm he's a little bit taken intrigued. aback.
0: I'm very intrigued by his comments in the yeah. uh, in the Reddit thread.
1: Yeah. So it's gonna this is uh definitely hashtag popcorn time for for this over the next month, so this will not be the last time we talk about it I'm sure and uh you know if 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 you're a company and you're you're acting this way before you've even launched that's uh it's pretty scary so hopefully they will come correct and do right by the community, but um it's not tracking uh in the right direction right now and plus you know the the whole point of it is. Why buy one of these, for lack of a better term, faux esterbrooks when you can get the real thing for about thirty or forty bucks? That's going to be better than anything that they're they're coming up with. So they have a uh, they have a tough road to hoe.
0: We should call them Foster Brooks. For the time
1: <laughs> being Foster Brooks, yeah, I like that.
0: We'll go with like that, that until they can prove otherwise.
1: Right, right. So um, so that's that's my mini rant. Um, and uh, this could could turn into a full fledged rant one day, so uh, we'll keep this on the radar.
0: Well, I hope it's going to be like our usual scandals where it stretches across many weeks. So I look <laughs> forward to next week's episode to find out how this is progressing. Oh, yes. I love it when you when you when you get all detective. <laughs> all if right, you would like so, to uh, yeah. to play detective yourself, you can find links to these articles along with a bunch of other stuff at the show notes for this week's episode which are at relay.fm slash penaddict slash 132. Thanks again to our sponsors this week, Mash Drop, Harry's, and Pen Chalet. If you'd like to find me and Brad online, I am at imike on Twitter, I-M-Y-K-E, and I host many shows at relay.fm. And Brad, he is at dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M, and he is the man behind the thepenaddict.com. We'll be back next time. Thank you so much for listening. Until then, say goodbye, Brad.
1: Goodbye, Brad.